Ninth Story Studios, giving story a voice. Welcome to the lift. Get ready to take a ride. Hello, I'm Daniel Foytek, and I thank you for joining us for a special episode of Victoria's Lift. Today, we're presenting the first of five mini-episodes for Christmas called A Little Lift for the Holidays. Full-sized episodes are coming, but until then, let's join Victoria for today's tale, It's Always Christmas, by Meg Haftall, told by Mary Murphy and Amber Loverling, Nay Collins. Thank you to all of you for being a part of Victoria's Christmas celebration. Check back tomorrow for our next tale. I awoke to the distant ding of an elevator. I sat up from my favorite napping spot, a window cushion I often shared with the family cat. Such a strange, unexpected sound intrigued me, which doesn't happen often these days. I'm mostly bored, finding little ways to amuse myself as I wait for Christmas Eve. I glanced around the room, looking for the source of the ding. The cat hadn't stirred from her place on the long cushion. She remained asleep in a square of hazy tangerine light. The sun was setting, A few more hours and it would be the night before Christmas. I made my way around the tree trimmed with homemade ornaments, over the pile of wrapped gifts adorned with glimmering bows. The hallway was silent. I turned into the kitchen, messy with the hasty assembly line of decorated sugar cookies. If I concentrated, I could nearly smell them, remember how they tasted. Hello, Diana. Oh, I startled. A little girl had appeared beside the stove. Golden curls and a mischievous smile. How can you... You see me? Of course. You are right there, aren't you? Yes, I suppose I am. Getting ready for the holiday? I shrugged. My mind was a shambles. I watched as the little girl picked up one of the cookies shaped like a wreath. She examined it with a smile, then bit into the green icing. You're not like me. However do you mean, Diana? You're not dead like me. (laughs) Well, at least you know about your situation. I've met many who are quite confused. I wondered then, if when the family came home, would they be able to see this girl? Would they notice one of their wreath cookies had been eaten? Honestly, after so long I thought we knew everything about my... situation. But now, watching the girl brush crumbs from the lace collar of her proper dress, I felt all the more confused. I know this is a special day for you. You wait all year, don't you? I nodded. You like to spook the children? 
ruin their Christmas. Well, play ghost tricks. Like last year, when you made poor Carter cry. Do you remember? Hiding in his closet and making him think you were the boogeyman when he was supposed to be dreaming of sugar plums. How do you know all this? Think of me as a sort of Santa Claus. I know when you think good or bad. She gave a curtsy. So what? I hate Christmas. So I do my best to make them hate it too. Could you blame me, really? No. No. I really can't blame you, Diana. That's when the girl's bright eyes dimmed. She looked melancholy. She came around the corner, closer to me. For the first time in ages, someone was looking into my eyes. I could actually feel the warmth of her hand as she took my own. We were the same size. Two little girls. Succumbing to your fever on Christmas morning, my dear Diana. That was a cruel fate. Tears pinched the corners of my eyes. I hadn't cried in so very long. You lost your young life in this house. Those wrapped presents were never opened. Your grieving parents lost their love on Christmas all those years ago. And here you've remained, haunting those who live in this place. Hot tears flooded my cheeks. I grabbed a hold of the girl as if she were my anchor in a great rollicking storm. Now it is time. Panic filled my entire being. No? Follow me, Diana. She pulled me out into the hallway, where the door of an elevator waited. The door slid open with that musical ding. The inside was filled with the most brilliant white light. It reminded me of sunshine dappling snow, of happiness, of warmth. I'm scared to leave my house, to leave Christmas, because the truth was, I didn't hate Christmas. I loved it. I loved the decorations, the music, the cheer. I just hated that it had been taken away from me. Oh, but where you're going, it's always Christmas. Don't you see, Diana? Your parents are up there, trimming the tree, waiting for you. Really? She nodded her head. And I knew from her smile and the sparkle in her eyes that she was telling me the truth. I let go of her hand and stepped inside the brightly lit elevator. I watched as the door closed, leaving the girl with the golden pearls behind. There was a rush through my veins as I was brought up, up, up. And then the door opened to sparkling lights to the sound of familiar laughter mixed with the trill of holiday music. Oh, the best part was the buttery scent of Christmas cookies. These ones I knew I'd be able to bite into. Thank you to you, our supporters, for making this show possible. Today's episode featured Mary Murphy as Diane and Amber Loverling as Victoria. And congratulations to Amber and Andy on their recent marriage. 
Today's custom score was created by our resident composer, Nico Vitese of the Inky Paw Print. Artwork is by Jesse Hawk of the Inky Paw Print. Our author is Meg Halfdahl. Story editor and producer is Daniel Foytek of Ninth Story Studios. Until tomorrow, keep your music box wound and look out for lifts appearing in places you least expect. <laughs>